Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. We are the AOO Show, and we're back. Or some people like to call us the Four Loco of Community Radio. Audience of One, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5, IRLoneStar.com, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I am Andrew, along with the flaming hot Cheeto of Montgomery County, Dick Schisler. Flaming hot. <laughs> flaming hot. Flaming hot. <laughs> Trying to make sure your mic's hot. Oh, man. Weather's getting warm out there. Stuff's getting crazy. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I had the twofer the other day. Uh, I believe it was on Tuesday where, you know, this this week is the last week for leagues at 300. Yeah. Or last, last week was. Uh, and the AC was out. Oh, On lovely. one side of the alley. So all these people were on one side getting yeah. beer. Like the cool side had the beer. And it was really funny watching. Cool side I, always has the beer, man. Of course, where I worked, I was on the hot side. <clears throat> and I was sitting there going like drinking, you know, the big ice water. I was like, yeah. this is because it gets hot in there. And I go, I can't wait to get home. I got to get to the cool side, uh, man. I, I can't wait to get home. I'm gonna go to, it's going to be <laughs> nice. I get home. AC's out. Mm. And I was like, I guess I'm just going to be sweating everything yeah. out for it's the past time, couple years. It's that time of year, man. So, uh, yeah, it's hot, dude. Crazy, and, uh, crazy, crazy. But nothing's, nothing's more fun than sweating in a bowling alley. <laughs> I've done it many, many a time. So everyone was complaining to me because it was my fault. Of course. If you're behind the counter, uh, yeah, you're, you're was, responsible for it everything. It was my fault that yeah. the AC was out. And, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I just have that face. That face. Yeah, people complain too. Oh. It's like, this guy knows what's going on. I can complain to him. Yeah, I've heard like punchable faces. People go, man, that guy's a real punchable face. You just have that face. All right. So like, who, I want to I want to, I want to complain to that guy. Who has a punchable face in Hollywood? And this can be like any range of actors, mm. directors. I think Bill Maher has a pretty punchable face. Bill Maher. Yeah, politically yeah. incorrect guy. It's kind of punchable. That guy who who was um, in the Queen movie. Who's you know talking about who played uh, yeah Bohemian Freddie, Rhapsody Freddie Mercury yeah I feel like that guy has a punchable face yeah Austin Butler's pretty punchable too because he kind of looks at you like either he's better than you but it's just yeah. the way his jaw it's, it's just well I think he's playing a character so no I'm saying like in, in that, real in real life no like he, IRL he's in, he was also in like uh, the Pacific and then he was in he's in other movie uh, shows and movies but he's and every always, time you see him you're like God I want to punch I was like that I guy. can see that guy being like <laughs> like punching that guy in the face. <laughs> But uh oh man, that's funny. So I, I came across something this week that um had me rolling on the floor, man. I mean, I don't know if I've laughed this hard in quite some time. And you're probably aware of this that you can listen to podcasts on certain platforms at like one and a half times speed or two times yeah. speed and it speeds up and you blah blah blah. So I, I'd heard of people doing that. I do not recommend doing that to our show because you lose a lot of the great content and sense of timing and Blah, blah, blah. But what I also didn't know is that you can listen to shows at half speed. <laughs> now, I do recommend doing this, not all the time, but maybe just once so that you can hear, and I mean for our show, because it's pretty darn funny. So I, I, <laughs> I stumbled upon this and, and just clicked on our last show and listened to it at half speed for a few minutes and was rolling on the floor and thought, we sound so incredibly baked. It's amazing. So I found an episode from a few weeks ago when we were talking about the Dalai Lama, and we were going back and forth. And I have this pulled up on my phone, and I hope this—I hope I don't get a phone call or a text in the middle of this. And I hope this comes through pretty well. But this is from our show a few weeks ago at half speed, discussing the Dalai Lama. In case you haven't heard, the Dalai Lama did make I have no, news. I have this no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Are you serious? I was just saying, in general, uh, whole t- Tibet people, they just need to go. Oh, are you not aware That's great. That what happened? Right? They need to be eradicated. They need to go. Right? 
I do sound like a stoner. No, that was an off-air conversation you were having with yourself, apparently. You, well, don't, uh, don't, you, you sound don't like a professor. People hate Lama. He can't even go home. What are you talking about? Is that... Is that the, Great. Does the Dalai Lama have anything to do with Tibet? <laughs> yeah. So that is just a sampling of what we sound like at half oh, speed. And I was cry laughing. Oh, that was picturing great. us passing something around a table yeah. <laughs> in a cloud of smoke. <laughs> discussing the you sound more like a, a professor that's very stuck up. And you're just like Yeah, you, I'm 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 very uh, uh poignant with each one of my words and yeah. I'm really pondering everything. And it, it's almost like you, I'm the guy that's <laughs> in the sidewalk, on the sidewalk, sitting there with a you know, a paper bag bottle. Yes. I'm like, I know you. Who are you? Well, in all in all fairness, that was the episode we had in Genius Brewery in here. So we were already oh, drinking a little bit. So. Yeah, I'm still recovering from that. So do yourself a favor if you're listening to our show on a podcast and do have the ability to listen to us at half speed, you're not you're not going to regret it. That's hilarious. But uh, other than that, man, uh, oh, God. anything else going on? I mean, it's just before we get into like the big stuff. Uh, no, not really. I I don't think. So I I learned a valuable lesson. Yes, please tell. I was telling you. And uh, now valuable lessons with Dick. Well. I went to see Dave Matthews on Friday, and my window, you know, I paid the t- the guy to, you know, let, let me park in the area, mm-hmm. and my window wouldn't roll back up, but it rolled down. Always. And I was like, oh, shoot. It's going to choose one direction. It's usually down. So I was freaking out about it. I was like, how am I supposed to go to this concert? Da, 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 da. So I talked to the guy. He's like, yeah, we have security. You're good. He'll, he's like, you can park over here, and like, I can keep an eye on it. And I was like, oh, cool. Thanks, man. So, and then I learned, I get back to the car after the concert, and oh my, my car won't start. And I was like, why won't my car start? And I was like, my window's rolled down, and my car won't start. Mm. Well, what turns out is sometimes in the motor of the window, if it if it's one of those windows that has like an auto mm-hmm. deal where you just click it once and it goes down. Yeah. Well, apparently mine got stuck in uh, the sensor. Uh. So it kept just running, running. Oh, and the little motor just kept going and going and going and going and going. I bet you a little piece broke in there that stopped yeah. that motor. And yeah. yeah. And so and you couldn't uh, hear it when you got out of the car. No, no, no. nothing. And then uh, so that was interesting. So we, do, uh, I t- I'm taking care of it man. tomorrow with my buddy Son. Shout out to Son at Lake Conroe Automotive. Uh, but one thing I did discover also, mm-hmm. and this is where I love. This is the, like the worst feeling in the world when you just waste money. So I'm going to I'm going to this concert. I'm meeting my buddies I haven't seen in a long time, and I was like, "This is gonna be so much fun." And so I'm going into it, going, "Oh man, my window's broken. That's gonna oh man, I can't oh man." And so you know, sixty dollars ticket. Yep. And I get the first round of drinks for the buddies. It's like fifty five dollars. I was like, "Oh my god, fifty five dollars for th- for, th- for three beers for three beers." Oh my! What and were you drinking? Gold-plated lager? Well, no, no. And I was, my God. I, well, I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, well, I mean, I can't really do that all night. No, and, no. Um, and then finally, I get when I got to my car, and my car wouldn't start. I was like, I shouldn't have gone to the concert. I should have just yeah. Left this, there's a lot of signs pointing to the fact that this is not going your way. Because now I just wasted all my money. Yeah. To repair my car. Could well, that probably would have broke at any point, right? It just so happens that it broke at the concert. Yeah, but, but it's still. also, I don't usually go out every Friday and spend, spend $5,000. So on booze. It's like, all right. It's well, every other weekend. Yeah, it's the only one we're hanging out with Four Loco. Yeah, right. More to come on Four Loco, by the way. But now it sounds crazy. Um, I, I have a little game that uh, we're going to play here today. I think we played a game a few weeks ago. Didn't go according to plan. I don't think Dick was too amused, but this one is a little bit different. I'm going to call this, we're unveiling a new segment today. This is called Dick in the News. Play my Dick in the News sounder. Oh, we don't have one. Dick in the News. <laughs> All right. So basically what I'm going to do here, guys, is I'm going to give Dick five questions to recent headlines, and he has to complete the headline by, guess, by guessing correctly, like to fill in the blank. So okay. for example, if I said the Dalai Lama recently made news by A, Dancing the Dougie at a recent appearance. B, 
marrying a rag doll, C, sleeping outside at his parents' house for a thousand days, or D, asking a kid to suck his tongue, you would say? The last one. D. That's right. So this is how this is going to go. This is going to be a fun and exciting game, everyone. Are we ready to play Dick in the News? You couldn't print this out? Uh, Print? Who prints anything out anymore? Save a tree, bro. you You know what's funny about that? Yeah. Side story, we have a printer here at the studio. No way. Ha- I'm having a meeting with people, and they were like, why do you need a printer? Oh, no, don't tell me. They said, they came in, they took your printer. No, 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 nothing like that. But I was like, well, do you guys don't ever use a printer? No. And they're like, no. And this is like a big organization. Like, this is part of the city stuff. And I was like, yeah, all our release forms, if one of our, co- our hosts has notes they want to print out, like, How's that so un- inconceivable that they right. use? They almost looked at it like it was it was banned. It was like you're using technology that is wasting the planet. High tech stuff here. And I was like, oh, is there a rule or not? A lot of printers like paperless, I, man. And I had two printers right. <laughs> and I was like, let's go under on. your desk. Huh? Okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, I, that's fine. I don't, or, or, I, I don't <clears> know <throat> if anyone else is facing that problem where people are judging you, but for having a printer. No, I haven't. I haven't faced. Do you have a printer yet. at home? Yeah, I'm. I do. I think I have two. Yeah. Humble brag there. I well, I mean, I, well, the reason I have two is I had brought mine from home because it had a better photo uh, yeah. printer on okay. it. And the other one's just like... Well, now you know. But Don't bring those up here. Okay, now now back to Dick in the News. Yeah, yeah, Dick in the News. Yes. All right. Dick in first, the News. First story. You ready? Are you ready to play? Yeah, let's go. All right. <clears throat> Number one, a man... alert. What? Oh. Oh, you said false. I think you said balls. <laughs> balls. <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're at regular speed here right now, folks. A man alerts city officials in Manchester, UK, to potholes in the street of his hometown by doing what? Okay. A, exposing himself while yelling, would you look at these potholes? Would you just look at them? B, like that. writing letters to the city council how about repeatedly hitting the potholes with his car gave him hemorrhoids. C, placing rosaries around them and praying that God will heal the road. Or D, paint mail... C. Or C. D, hold I don't on. care. I, I don't care what D is. Well, it's C. D is paint male genitals around them in an effort to get the city's attention. Oh, that might be it, too. I'm still going to go with the rosaries. All right, so you would be incorrect, Aww. sir. Yes. Was so it the last one? It was the last one. So yeah. apparently there is a street artist named... Wanski, and that's his pseudonym. I don't think that's his real name, but I like to call it Wanksky in this yeah. in this situation. He apparently has forced the city See, officials in his town to repair the potholes I think I got by confused. going and spray painting male genitals around well, them. Well, no, there was there was a story I read about another pot, another city with potholes, and what they did was they filled the potholes with dirt. Yeah, and put uh, like they went to Spirit Halloween and got gravestones. Oh, wow. And, okay, and same kind of effect. Yeah, that's what I thought you were saying, because yeah. I forget rosaries are like a Catholic thing, right? And yes. But yeah, like so they put they make a mound, and it said rip. <laughs> yeah. And it like had all these, like, you know, they decorated the potholes in on the street. And I think, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of an ingenious, and this one, it's got pictures. I don't think we should show them, because they are a little vulgar. But what this guy did is he went and spray painted male genitals around the potholes in his town so to get attention, and it worked. So... The, obviously, the city officials were like, oh, we can't have this. This is, a, 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 you know, lewd. So they went and they fixed them. But then once they found out that that's the reason why this guy was doing it on purpose, they stopped filling the potholes because they're like, wait a minute. We can't, we can't, this is not the way the city operates. You can't force us to do this type stuff. So they have since stopped responding to his penis works of art. But um, pretty awesome. I have to admit, it's a pretty genius way to get the city's attention because yeah, potholes, let's admit it. They're terrible. Have you ever had a run-in with a pothole before? Like, a, you know, to the point where you had uh, some damage to your vehicle? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, I don't really drive on streets like that. Yeah, um, I I had a small car with, like, the real thin uh, profile tires at one point, and I hit potholes on two different occasions. Oh, so you, had, and you had a Miata? No, not a Miata. It was, oh, it was, yeah, you look like a Miata guy. No, I'm not a Miata guy, yeah. but it was a little sports car. That's all I'm going to say. It was a little well, sports car. Well, so it was like a Z3? No, it was, it was a little BMW. Yeah, so, Z3. No, that's right. Oh, yeah, Z3 BMW. No, actually, it was a little two-series BMW, but yeah. Anyways, uh, I oh, had okay. two different occasions it, where, I, where I blew out the tire, and then one time I, I bent the wheel. Yeah, it was a topless? It. No, no, it was a hard top, man. See, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to picture you in a topless car. And you're like, no, yeah. no, I've never had a convertible. Yeah, yeah, I had a Jeep yeah, yeah. one time in high school where the top come off. I guess that's considered a convertible. 
Yeah, true. But anyway, so no, you are incorrect. You are 0 for 1. Are you ready for the next question? Sure. All right. It's going to be A. All right. Number two, police warn not to engage a man dressed as blank due to his troublesome behavior. Blank being (laughs) distressed as a one-glove-wearing, crotch-grabbing Michael Jackson. B, Baby Yoda. C, Sesame Street's Cookie Monster. Or D, Jeffrey Dahmer. And this is in New York, I should say. So, New York police warned not to engage a man dressed as blank due to his I would say Michael Jackson. The one-glove-wearing, crotch-grabbing Michael Jackson. I guess Michael Jackson. All those are kind of like... Jeffrey Dahmer kind of looks like anybody. Yeah. How, do, how would you... I mean, I guess you get I the glasses could, going you could on. Say I could look like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow glasses. Yeah. No, alas, it is Cookie Monster. So this is pretty funny. It's a right? terrible game. So, well, you're just—it's terrible, terrible because you're not good at it. it but this is what's funny about game. this. So, police have warned people not to approach a potentially dangerous man dressed as Cookie Monster. But what's funny about it is his name is Adam Sandler. Really? <laughs> yes, the man's name is Adam Sandler. No relation, of course, to the the famous actor um, Adam Sandler. But he's also his street name. His name is is Evil Elmo. So if you do see a man dressed on the streets in New York dressed as um, Cookie, Cookie Monster, Monster, do not go up to him, as he could be erratic. All right, you are now 0 for 2. I did pretty good on these. I was wondering how uh, obvious they would be. All right, third question. Woman survives stranded in the wilderness in Australia for five days by doing what? A, hunting small animals and cooking them on a fire she made from leaves and a magnifying glass. Very resourceful. B, eating lollipops and drinking wine. C, eating bugs and grass and drinking collected rainwater from a makeshift harvesting system. Or D, calling Uber Eats to bring her a mufalada from her favorite sandwich shop. Got lollipops and wine. Ding, 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 ding. You are correct. You have your first correct answer. Have you heard about this story? This was nuts, man. No, but every, yeah. all the other ones are too descriptive. Yeah, they were a little too descriptive. I had to throw an easy one in there, I guess, for you. So, but apparently there was this woman in the brushland of uh, Victoria, Australia. She was driving in her minivan and she became stuck in the mud. And I guess in Australia there can be some roads that aren't necessarily paved. She got stuck in the mud and she didn't have cell service where she was out. Apparently it was pretty remote. And due to her health condition, she was like, I better better stay here by the car because if I start wandering off and I can't get back, that's not a bad idea, which turns out to be the right thing to do. Police were like, yeah, that was actually pretty smart. She was out there for five days, but luckily... She had a bottle of wine in her car. Just one? <laughs> I I guess just one, yeah. But that and some lollipops. So out of lollipops and a uh, bottle of wine, she was able to survive. That's not, actually, that sounds terrible. Yeah, for five days. But and it the, kept her alive, though. Been in the sun. So think yeah. about, like, because lollipops always dry my mouth out. Well, that's what you got the wine for, man. And then you have the wine that dries, <laughs> dries your mouth out even worse. You think you have enough crumbs in your car to survive on for a couple of days, like some goldfish in Ooh. between the seats or something? Oh, you know, I did find a hot, I did find a hot pocket. Or like a really crunchy uh, no, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've French legit, fry? But like a whole a whole hot pocket? Well, I guess because it slip out well, of the I sleeve? Was cleaning out, I was cleaning out my car because, you know, the window is broken. And so I was so when I take it in, and, you know, the guy who's working on it didn't have to do with my shit. And then... Uh, I'm not sure I understood that last word. My stuff. Oh, had, oh had stuff. Got gotcha. stuff. Yeah, gotcha. And then, uh, so I open up the trunk, and I, if I had to guess, we went to the grocery store, and somehow, because I remember a while back, a grocery store, like the box got ripped, the bag got ripped, because like, I yeah. hooked on something, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing a Hot Pocket fell out. <laughs> and, because it was a whole Hot Pocket in the wrapper. I cannot wait to go back and play this at half speed. <laughs> and I was sitting there going like, what the heck is this? The hot pocket fell hard so, in my car. Yeah, and it was all juicy. It was, it, I mean, it looked like a science. How long had it been there? Dude, I have no idea. I it, it, I mean, I was, I was kind of like, it's one of those moments you're like, what have I been doing? And you're like, when do you, when, yeah, this why? is when you need to look at yourself in the mirror. You're like, why would I have an unopened, do I have hot, a problem? unopened hot pocket? That was in the trunk, but it, like it's slid. You know how like uh, my car has the the tire underneath, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the trunk, and it would got it got like in through the slit, like somehow it like perfectly fell through there. And so how did I, it taste? Oh, <laughs> it had brown water in it, so I don't know what it tastes like. 
But yeah, I was I was sitting there going like, dang, okay, cool. So guess, nasty. Yeah. Well, I mean, I Ugh. I was just thinking of like, what are the odds of a hot pocket falling through my trunk and then just sitting there and then I find in your car it, apparently a little bit higher than in mine, I yeah, guess. But I, I well, it made me think of like, like we probably I mean like I was like, when the heck we don't buy hot pockets, right? That's what really scared me. Wow, man. So I was like, why would I have a hot pocket in my trunk? And so, oh, so I, I just assumed that maybe you had heated one up yourself. No, you remembered un- doing no, it. It was unopened. It had like the microwave sleeve. Oh, the sleeve in was it. still in the pa- inside it, the plastic. It was like a full hot pocket, <laughs> and I'm like, why is this in my trunk? So I'm, th- I'm trying to think to myself, like, the only thing I could like really like this is going to go out there. We went golfing, and I had I had like two bags, three bags in my trunk. So the only thing I could think of is for some reason there was a hot pocket in one of my buddy's bags, or like somebody you put a. I, There's always bits of gold that would come out of each one of these shows, man. I I don't know. It's greatness. I really no. It's it's kind of frightening. So the answer is, if you're lost in the Australian bush for five days, (laughs) I'll find a. You're good. (laughs) Like, Uh, I'll be alright. I'll make it. I would throw up. I would throw up everywhere. Oh man, number four. A man makes news last month for losing weight by doing what crazy activity? Eating nothing. A eating nothing but McDonald's morning, evening, and night. B, eating only lollipops and washing them down with a fine Malbec red wine. Throwback. C, performing his own do-it-your-own liposuction surgery, utilizing only a spatula and a Roomba. Or D, implementing the ancient Chinese philosophical life-harmonizing technique known as feng shui. So that would be McDonald's, lollipops, wine, your own DIY liposuction, or feng shui. Didn't we already do lollipops, wine? I mean, that was last story. He may have heard that story and decided that was sure, a good way to go lose that weight. one. That is incorrect, okay. sir. This man has lost weight and made news by eating nothing but McDonald's morning, evening, and night. And he is losing weight doing it. Probably not the healthiest way to do it. This man's 56 years old. He's been eating McDonald's for 100 days. Disgusting, man. Could not do it. But I imagine, yeah, you're going to lose weight, I suppose, if one, you keep the calories within a certain amount, <clears throat> and two, it's not healthy for you. So I imagine your body's probably starting to revolt. Well, I imagine McDonald's but. isn't that bad for you if you cut out all the car, like the car parts. So like, because I know they have salads. It's just a saturated fat and sodium on those things. Most of their items are well, outrageous. Saying, like, you, you could get like a, a Big Mac without buns. Yeah, is it really a big, how do you, oh, just, it'd be like a meat salad at that point. It would just fall apart. Well, and I mean, I'm just saying if you had to do it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not saying people do that. <laughs> right. Well, apparently well, it's working this, for this guy. I knew this one girl. <clears throat> she would, uh, McDonald's or go to any fast food place, she would just get a hamburger without meat. Okay. So it was like a grilled cheese or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Supposed to say was some really, lettuce on there. It was really strange to me because I was like, if you're one of those people, like that to me is a weird thing to order. Especially at McDonald's, because to me that sounds like you're health conscious, so you're not likely going to be going to McDonald's or ordering you no, know, something like that. But you're anyways. eating just bread and cheese. Yeah, just do that at home. Save, well, not that, save the seven bucks. They have other stuff. Oh, know? yeah, true. Yeah. So you need like, a wrap. You're something, something, you know? And I was like, that that really weirded me out. I don't know. Yeah. All right, last question. You are one for four so far. Let's see if you can bring it up to 500 over here at the end. Last question on Dick in the News. Dick in the News. Dick in Thank you. A four-year-old girl from Florida sadly becomes disfigured when A, A she falls victim to the latest TikTok trend, trend of transabled people and removes her least favorite limb. Okay, that's not it. <laughs> B, after eating Flaming Hot Cheetos, she touches her eyes and has to have one of them removed. Ooh, that sounds good. C, ordering the kids' meal only to be attacked by a dangerously hot chicken McNugget. Or D, attempting to become the youngest living person by reversing her metabolic age, becoming a fetus once again. I would do B. Flaming hot Cheetos and removing no, her no, eyes. No, 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 no. Han, what was the next one? Ordering the kids' meal only to be attacked by a dangerously hot chicken McNugget. Yeah, uh, I guess Flaming Hot Cheeto. Flaming Hot Cheeto is incorrect, Dick. You are not up on the news. This is a girl who apparently became disfigured after she ate a flaming hot, not Cheeto, McNugget. Nice. Yeah. So apparently she was in the back seat of the car and one of them got stuck like in between her and her seatbelt and her little car seat. And when the mom got her out of the car, 
she was had like third degree burns on her legs from the chicken McNugget. I'm like, yeah, it was probably pressed in there. So she they're suing McDonald's, and of course, they uh, won. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. That was now Dick in the News. Dick that was fun. Maybe we'll do that again. No, it's terrible. Well, you're not very good at it. You need to be more up on your news. I don't. I, this is my news. <laughs> you're educated. When I come here, I see. Come to audience of one. I for see what you're doing. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I have not no really because it's it's I feel kind of left out with all this Twitter stuff. I'm like I don't have Twitter. But well, I, I don't want to learn Twitter. I don't I don't have Twitter. I mean I think I have an account. But so anyways, last week this is pretty interesting. You brought up Four Loco, and yeah. it got me thinking throughout the week. Man, I seem to remember Four Loco, and that seemed like it was back in the '90s. I'm gonna look this up, and I was wrong. First of all, it wasn't back in the '90s. It was only about 15 years ago in the aughts. Yeah, it was like uh, 2004 or 2008, like I think. Eight. So it, it caused me to look up the history of Four Loco. And to be honest with you, it's kind of fascinating. So, uh, so, so you agree that this should be made for like a Hulu TV thing? I don't know if there's that much. Co- well, actually, there might be, man. This, this, this could probably be a documentary. I honestly think it. So uh, it says, long before there was Four Loco, Italians would spike their espresso with grappa. I'm not sure what grappa is, but Ooh, it says, I look that up. the mixture cool. was dubbed Café Corretto. And in Spain, they would mix coffee with whiskey and call it a carajillo, which I've heard of that before, right? Scottish monks made a decaffeinated uh, wine called Buckfist, which uh, sounds uh, awesome. All right, grappa is used from the leftover stuff for making wine. There you go. So they used to mix it with their espresso, Okay. <clears throat> Anyways, but things all changed in the 70s when a Thai businessman mixed up an herbal uh, mixture aimed at energy boosting and called it Crating Deng, or Red Bull. Okay, and it's really considered to be the very first energy drink. And it turns out, of course, to be a huge deal. And it's still huge today. So it makes its way to America in 1997. People are pumped, blah, 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 blah. Well, it wasn't long after that the kids in the college, again, this is the late 90s, this is maybe where I thought it came from, started mixing Red Bull and vodka and, vodka and alcohol. Yeah. And so that's when that sort of that craze of mixing alcohol with um, energy drinks became. And, of course, now we, a few weeks ago we talked about Borgs. It's kind of the same thing. This is just sort of it in its infancy. Yeah. Well, in 2005, a group of kids basically started a company called Fusion Projects, and their business was entirely dedicated to creating caffeinated alcohol, <laughs> right? That's, that's a, quite a mission statement, isn't it? Here at Fusion Projects, we aim to make the best caffeinated alcoholic drinks. But anyways, the trio called themselves their own target market because there was really nobody else doing it at this time. Um, they spent a lot of time in research and development, and they developed a, cr- a product called Four. Okay. okay. And it's basically a, a, a caffeinated boozy beverage with 6% ABV, which is 6% alcohol volume. And it had four key ingredients, caffeine, taurine, guarana, and wormwood. Not sure what wormwood is, but anyways. It wasn't really that much of a, of a success, though, right? It uh, actually let's say, it says here that it was a failure. And they, they tried marketing it for about four or five years, didn't work. They're about to throw in the towel, but in 2008, they take a gamble and they double down. Their new creation comes in a 24-ounce can. It's got 12% alcohol by volume, and it's just going to cost you 2 bucks and 50 cents, and they call it Four Loco. And they say it's about equivalent to six beers, one espresso shot, and Red Bull, which is way more than any one human being would possibly need. And it hits the market, which was essentially called a blackout in a can. Did you ever drink one? Yeah. I don't know that I ever did. I remember. Maybe that's why I was eating a Hot Pocket. (laughs) Yeah, that's where the Hot Pocket came from. Maybe that's where it came from. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy. I didn't realize this, though, that... It, this is where it made the news, because I think last week we were like, I don't understand what the big deal was about it, but yeah, apparently there were a lot of kids or teenagers or whatever oh, no, that, I re- I remember that, that got really sick on it. Yeah, it got, it got really sick. So it said by 2009, so really just a year later, the FDA was like, yeah, we, we need to dial this back a little bit. And it got finally to a point by, I think, like 2011, they just basically said, you can't mix this anymore. You can't serve this. And they basically outlawed Four loco. Yeah. Like, I remember, I remember that being a big deal. Yeah, it was huge. It was all over the news. Yeah. But um, I just remember, I, what, for whatever reason, I thought it was in the late 90s. But apparently it really wasn't that long ago. One thing, I, I'm reading this article, and I love 
I love it when they get these politicians to make comments and then like so there's there's this it's saying Senator Chuck Schumer, however, isn't so taken with the four loco. <laughs> he claims a drink is designed to appear hip with flashy colors and funky designs that could appeal to younger consumers. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I mean it's an alcoholic beverage, so you cannot buy it unless you're twenty twenty one. Yeah. So, but I guess you know, kids end up with alcohol. Yeah, but in, as that, it is in, that, age in that in that reasoning, that means like you can't make anything pink because mm-hmm. it, it's it, you know because little kids like pink. Yeah, I well, so I think the reason why this got really big is because the FDA did start to ban it, and so those those moments leading up to the point when it was banned, it became really popular. Like we got to get our hands no, on I just, this. I just remember and people went nuts for it. That's that's part of the reason. I like, just dude, they're going to ban when this. People bought it. You're like that dude's going for it. Yeah, yeah. He's and then when he's you not see holding it, back, and guys. when you see a girl have it, you're like, uh oh, this is a tornado brewing, and we're we're about to we're, we better get out of here. <laughs> Oh I, man! Because I remember having one and it tasted terrible, I just and I couldn't finish one. it because it was like because I can't really do Red Bull. Mm. I don't know what it is about Red Bull, but like I just can't do it, mm-hmm. and because like my heart just goes like that. Kind of the point. And yeah. Four Loco did that, and I was like, I don't like this. this yeah, and then fun. mix it with booze; it could be dangerous. Well, in in twenty nineteen, just a few years ago, this fusion company, still around apparently, they in, introduced a new oh, flavor can- called Hemp, and they're trying to market that, and it's got twelve percent ABV, blah blah blah. They're so they're still around. These these kids that made this company fusion all those years ago. Well, you know it's interesting. It's it, it kind of goes down to what the government looks at alcohol because they sell alcohol that's like 151 proof. But what happens if they start selling alcohol that I, I was curious about this because you, you can see you see them in Texas at uh, gas stations where it's like Jack and Coke, mm-hmm. and somehow they. Fudge the numbers. Yeah, you're right. That, where like they're allowed to serve got, it, but you it has figure that would have in caffeine. It. In it. Maybe it has no caffeine. It just has the flavor. But of they coke. can't sell liquor in a gas station. So, but not they, here in Texas. But no. yeah, but I was saying they've somehow figured it out, and you're like, you it's know, just a flavor. No, it's no, just no, got to no, be a malt it, beverage it, it flavored has, like Jack. It has alcohol on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got to be a malt beverage flavored like Jack and Coke is what it is. I bet it's, it's not actual liquor. It's, it's like wine based. It is liquor. No, no. I looked at. Well, no, it's alcohol. It has alcohol in it, but it's not the liquor. It's not liquor. It's like a beer. It's sold in, in, in okay. like a beverage. Like but beer. What, what I'm trying to get to is like there are people going to create something that just gets people drunk no matter what. <laughs> right. And it's like, okay, well, we can't have a four loco because it's a 25-ounce can. Like it's just obnoxious. It's funny to me. And it's like, well, <clears throat> or you can just go to the liquor store and just get the, get Fireball. Right. Like when they, why aren't they upset with Fireball? It's not at the convenience store. It's not real booze. Again, no. I meant at the liquor store. Oh, I don't know. Rules, blue laws, right? That's what they're called. It's got to be all leftover blue laws. It's yeah, it is. Weird. It is weird. All right, man. We're going to end on that, or not end, but take a break on that. We come back. Uh, we've got some pretty cool things about uh, reanimating dead spiders. That's going to be interesting. And then a guy who got into some serious trouble when he crashed his plane. We'll be back. Audience of One, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. Listen to the brain droppings of local hosts, me, Andrew Belschner, along with the jewel of Montgomery County Radio, Dick Schisler. Topical musings, news stories, oddities, or just weird conversations that we normally have with ourselves, all mixed together with the occasional guest. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. All right, we are back, the AOO show. Dick, I meant to mention this to you earlier at the start of the show, and it kind of eluded me, but I was talking to a listener the other day uh, from College Station, and uh, he mentions that his son plays tennis. His son's standing there next to him or whatever, and I'm like, oh, cool, you play tennis. He's like, yeah. I said, have you ever tried pickleball? And he says, oh, yeah, actually, I tried it a couple of times as well. It's a, it's a different swing. You know, I just started playing a few weeks ago myself. And he says something that absolutely floored me. He said, yeah, I know. I heard it on the podcast. <laughs> this kid's nine. No, he's ten. All right, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Not expecting that to occur. He's like, yeah, yeah, I heard you talking about it on the podcast. 
So I guess his dad listens. His son listens, too. So well, we are family-friendly. Yes, well, for the most part. So Cade from College Station, shout out to you, buddy. Don't drink Four loco. Do not drink Four loco. Oh, my gosh. So. It's a lie now. It's not the same. <sighs> no, no, it's not. It's the hemp version. That just floored me, dude. I was not expecting. Oh, yeah, I listen. You never know, man. Yeah, you never know. We're on podcasts. Yeah. We're on YouTube. We're all that kind of stuff. Worldwide, baby. So. Yeah. So the other day, I was listening to uh, the Cindy Cochran show. I think you filled in this past week because there was a guest that couldn't make it. And so I was listening to your show, and you mentioned that you saw the new movie Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah, dude. Paramount Plus, streaming right now. So I decided, just for you, I would check this movie out, based on your recommendation. Aren't aren't you proud of me? Well, you know what's funny is... (laughs) I I've, I'm really into movies. I know you are, and sci-fi but, movies and, and that. I, and this is not my bag. And at I re- all. I rarely recommend movies because my taste is so different mm-hmm. from a lot of people. Like I like a lot of like old movies. Mm-hmm. I like weird. Mo- I like bad movies. Like bad movies are my favorite. Like when you know that period of Nicolas Cage, Steven Seagal. He hasn't made a bad movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I meant more of like the the C C plus movies. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. made in like Russia or something like that. Like, to give you an idea how much I like this, this is when Netflix had DVDs, which they're canceling, by the way, if you didn't know that. They're they're, start, they're stopping the DVD delivery service. Well, I was with my cousin, like I mentioned, I mentioned to you before, I lived with my cousin, and I still had Netflix. So what we did is we ordered every Steven Seagal movie post-2005. So, like, anything he made after 2005, we were getting, like, that was the only movies which, we were getting in. Which, at that time, he literally said yes to every script they put oh, in front yeah. of him and uh, he did not know the word no there there was there was a movie we watched it and i and we're like i was kind of confused because there's so many elements to his movies you know there's action there's yeah you know it's a little dialogue well i could some of all the stuff seems out of place well i look it up turns out they didn't they didn't make any of the action scenes they bought an old movie from like 1989 so any car chase scene, that's why the cars look like, you know, boxes. So low budget, man. And and all the heist parts where they were stealing the art and stuff was from another movie. And they just used clips from another movie to like when you're scaling the, the wall of the building and like, you know, doing the Mission Impossible stuff. Like that was another movie. It's like a five seven Asian man all of a sudden pew, scaling a wall. It's like, wait, what? That's not matching up. Yeah, yeah. No, it is so funny. I was like, this whole movie just feels so out of place because the only scenes he would be in is when he would come into camera and say his line, and then all of a sudden you see the back of him fighting, <laughs> it's not and him. it's not him, it's and so and then half the time he's wearing a mask because he's a thief, right? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it could be anybody, it's but awesome, and it's not just anybody; it's from another movie. Yeah, yeah, they completely so, just bought it super cheap. Yeah, so there's, it was basically three like movies. an independent film or something. Yeah, it was yeah. basically three movies. I was amazed that people would do that. That is awesome because there was a scene with like an ambulance, and the ambulance is being chased like the white Ford Bronco kind uh-huh. of thing. So you, there was a lot of shots with. I was like, this ambulance looks so old, and the cop cars look so old. Like, what is this? Yeah, it was from a movie <laughs> from so the eighties. So and, great. Uh, well, you you like bad movies. Maybe that's the reason why so you Dun- like this new Dungeons and Dragons film. You didn't like it? No, it was okay. It wasn't great, but I I watched it only because you were expecting it to be absolute horrible. That was what you said, yeah. and it surprised you. And I thought, okay, well, if Dick's expecting something to be bad, and he watches bad movies, and it surprised him. Maybe I'll give it a shot. It surprised I, me. I don't know if it was the casting, if it was the acting, if it was the the plot, or if it was the writing. All of it together, working together, kind of made it a meh movie. It was just odd. Something about it just seemed well, odd. Well, well, what I liked, but what, it wasn't bad. Well, what I liked about it is it had some humor in there. Yeah, I really like fantasy movies, and they they did all the tropes of fantasy movies, but then mm-hmm. they did little twists, mm-hmm. and it was entertaining because you're like. I've, that's so funny. Like, like mm-hmm. with the, like the dragon thing, that was really funny because you're expecting this whole desolation of smog kind of thing, and this big old fat dragon and comes this out, big old yeah. fat dragon, and it wasn't even like a joke fat dragon. Like he was trying to kill everybody. Oh, he was trying, poor, and, poor buddy. <laughs> but I know, but it was like because yeah. they could have gone like the goofy route where it was like a stupid dragon. He's like, like, <laughs> right. like no, it was like a legit dragon that just happened to be. 18 times <laughs> overweight. A little big. So you couldn't really do everything. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, there was a little... And there were throwbacks to the original. I don't know if you picked up on some of this. The, the people that they were uh, with in the maze or the game yeah, the there at the end. Yeah, the original cartoon. the original cartoon. Yeah, I figured no, you'd pick a, up on stuff Yeah, like there's that. a lot. Like, uh, yeah, like a lot. Basically, all the 
animals were from the lore of mm-hmm. the dragons. Like there really wasn't an original one for the movie. Like that, all that stuff was based off past Dungeons and Dragons books and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, there's certain. So I watched it. <sighs> there's certain elements. I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. This is pretty funny. Yeah, Chris, Chris Pine looked a little uh, off, I think, in terms of uh, of an actor in that. He's, at some points, he almost looked like a little too much of a pretty boy, but uh, he did all right. Well, it, was, it was okay. I th- yeah, I think they missed a lot of the, the character development. Because That's I said. I don't know if it was miscast or what. Because just, the story had to move so fast, yeah, and yeah. a lot of it didn't. And I, that was one of my biggest gripes was the Hugh Grant character, because I thought Hugh Grant was going to be Forge? terrible. Yeah, I thought he was going to be terrible, because it's like, why did they get this guy? Like, Yeah. Why they get, I know they have to get a big name actor, but like this, this he was good. Because if you saw the two thousand uh, no. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, you no, said that one was terrible. They, like it was a terrible. Yeah, and Jeremy, well, maybe that's what you were comparing. And to, Jeremy right? Irons is in it. Yeah, and Jeremy Irons is like one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah no doubt actors. And so I was expecting he, he couldn't even save it. I, I was expecting Hugh Grant to be the same, but they, they did that well. And there was certain, yeah, I like that movie. That movie's fun. I don't, yeah, it's good. Awesome man. Well, I'm I'm glad that you recommended it. Uh, uh, it was all right, but you don't like those movies, though. No, that's not typically my style of, of movie, but I I did it anyways on you your, on your like recommendation. The, oh man, you didn't like the end with the the final boss scene. Uh, what was the final scene? Was, I just like, I just watched it last night. It was against the witch, and there was a moment at the very end where like the typical like I'm coming back, but it's like no, they're not coming. Back. Oh yeah, yeah, and, oh, and then they. Yeah, they like yeah, uh, yeah. slammed her against the ground like Hulk smash. Bam, bam, yeah. bam, bam, and then threw her. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty I was good. I was like, oh, it was kind of overkill. But yeah, they... yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll start off this half with an update on a story that happened a couple of, of years ago. And I hadn't, I have to admit, I hadn't heard about this until now. And it's back in the news. And this is the story of a guy named uh, Trevor, Trevor Jacob. He's a 29-year-old YouTuber. I think he kind of does stuff like um, high-intensity outdoor type videos. He was a, an Olympic... A snowboarder a few years ago, I guess. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a, lots of followers on, on YouTube. Well, apparently back in 2021, this guy um, crashed his plane. And, um, well, wouldn't you know, which is pretty serious. That's pretty scary. He, was, he, he flies planes and, and, he, and it crashed. Uh, lucky for him, though, he just happened to have a, a parachute and just happened to have a selfie stick and a phone to record the whole thing as he's going down and was able to upload it for some sweet content onto YouTube, which he entitled, I Crashed My Plane. Well, immediately, this starts some speculation, as you can imagine, because it just seemed all too put together. When a plane crash happens, he has to report this to authorities, and when authorities get in there, apparently that's when things start going down, because they need to start an investigation. And when they went to go look for the plane, or asked him where the plane was, Yeah. Um, he, 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 he didn't know where it was. And he said, what do you mean you don't know where it was? Well, I, I, I can't find the plane, which is weird. Well, apparently what had happened was him and a buddy after the crash happened or occurred. I don't know if you're showing this uh, footage or not, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I want people to get an idea of, cause when you said crashed, Oh, it crashed. It crashed like, to the I thought ground he was in it. He, well, it was. He was in the plane. No, I meant when it crashed. Oh, no, no, no. He, he had a parachute, and he, so he evacuated from the plane. I'm showing the viewers on our YouTube, yeah. Facebook. So the, the authorities are looking for this plane, and they can't find it. Well, what he had done with a buddy, apparently, is go back to the crash site with a helicopter and pick up all the remains and parts of this plane, and then ended up burning them, throwing them away, hiding all this evidence, because as it turns out, he faked the entire thing. And now he is in some serious trouble, which I don't know exactly what law he's breaking, but, you know, he crashed it in a remote area and he didn't hurt anybody. But I guess because it was reported, that's, I guess, reporting a false crime. I don't know. But he is now facing up to 20 years in prison for this. So he jumps out. Yeah, he does jump out. Look at that. Seems like uh, a lot of years in prison for a few extra clicks on YouTube, man. Now, granted, he probably gets millions of views. Yeah, there he jumps out. But, uh, you know, he's got, and what's funny, look, he's got cameras all over the plane just so they can capture all of this just perfectly on, on camera. It wasn't, it just, things weren't adding up. Whoa, bro, I'm crashing. Oh, my gosh. Bro, this is crazy. Let's see if they have any footage. Oh, there he is. Boom. Boom, yep. Plane crashes. Nobody in it. Well, he is in trouble now. 
at, at one point, the video after he lands, it shows him explaining, man, I'm just so happy to be alive and I'm, I'm becoming so thirsty that he drinks from a nearby stream, which I think is funny, <laughs> right? That's going to add legit legitimacy to it by, uh, I'm going to go drink from the stream. Th that'll show you how desperate I am. Yep, there it is. Yes, drinking from a stream. Oh, bro. It just seems so staged. <laughs> well, what's crazy, man? What I don't get is like he. This was a great opportunity to, to basically say, hey, if your plane goes down, don't worry. <laughs> I don't know why you had to fake it. Because I, I wonder if that has to do extra with the clicks, law. man. No, I'm it, well extra clicks. I, th I still think it'd be cool to see a guy like crash a plane. Yeah, it would be if he had gone out and said, "I'm going to crash this plane. Check it out." Yeah, but yeah. He, I don't know that that would have garnered as much attention so as, got, as an accident, right? If he had framed four, it as an accident. Four point one million views. Yeah, but this was in 2021. Uh, yes, so he crashed it in 2021. The investigation was delayed because, well, they couldn't find the plane. Oh, because they so, thought because he was still maintaining the story. Oh, yeah, yeah right, I, I and he was evading to. law, and then they finally. Charged him, and that he was just now charged with with the interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. So he's gonna be spending some time behind bars. So he's going to like going 100%. to yeah. I think yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's gone to because he pled guilty. What an idiot. Yeah, he did. He admitted to it. And well, I guess he does that as a plea to, to you know plead down the, the amount of time he yeah. has to spend behind. And I bars. can't believe he's kept the video up. Yeah, it's still up. It's still up. It's still That's up. pretty funny. But I guess he figures uh, if I can oh, still get monetization off of it while I'm in prison. Yeah, true. The money will be waiting for him when he gets out. I smell a TikTok trend coming our way. Plane crashing. <laughs> Plane crashing. So are you afraid of spiders? You like spiders? You afraid of them? Uh, they startle me, but I'm not afraid of them. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I don't like them by any means. Um, I, I wouldn't want one on me, you know, like crawling. But if I see one in the corner, I'm not going to scream and run away. I know some people get freaked I, I, out about I it. I kill spiders. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Now, I know there's some people that get mad about that. They're like, no, if you see a spider in your house, you're supposed to go take it outside and release it. They're good for the environment and the ecosystem, and they eat bugs. And I'm like, no, nah, man, if he's in my house, dead. This is my turf. I throw, outside? I, okay. I throw firecrackers at him. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. What's your success rate at that? Uh, it's pretty, I just get bigger firecrackers. Why don't you just use a shotgun? I mean, with that theory. <laughs> bigger firecrackers. Yeah. Bigger was it M80s? Is yeah. that what those called? Right? The big ones? Good luck with that. Okay, well, this this is a really, really neat story, and I teased it at the uh, end of the first segment, and this is um, about uh, some professors and some students here in Rice University. I say here, here in this area at Rice University. Yeah, on this planet, yeah. Yeah, on this planet. Yeah. Um, they were moving some furniture in their lab in Rice and looked over and saw a dead spider underneath one of the pieces of furniture, and it was all curled up. Yeah. And um, the student's name was Faye Yap, and she wondered. Was that one word? Faye Yap. Oh, that's a pretty, that'd be like a rap Faye name. Yap. Faye Yap. No, Faye, and last name Yap. She wondered, why do spiders curl up after they die? I guess I've never really thought about it. And I'm, I would assume there'd been some research into this before 2019, but apparently they're not. Well, the researchers figured out that they don't have muscles in pairs like we do, like flexors and extenders. So if you think about it, we have a bicep that pulls our arm forward and a tricep that pushes our arm away. They just have flexors that pull their muscles in. And they use things like, uh, think of like hydraulics. They have these tubes in their arms that fill with air and liquid to push their arms away. So when they die, they don't have the ability to have that fluid flowing through them. So the muscles kind of contract and their arms come in. Which is why after a spider dies, it looks significantly smaller, I guess, than when it's alive. So they thought, well, wouldn't it be possible if we could reanimate these spiders by filling back up those tubes with air and liquid and stuff. And they coined this term, this study, it's called necrobiotics, which sounds really kind of cool. But I don't know if you want to show any of the pictures of the videos in here, but they have been successfully reanimating these spiders uh, for a while now with this little needle and <laughs> glue, it says, in, into their body. And they've been able to not only get these spiders to um, have their arms reanimate, they can close and pick up objects. So creepy. And I guess I guess this is they're doing this type of study because they think at some point it could be helpful for humans in some form or fashion. I'm not sure. But they said they were able to successfully have these spiders lift more than 130% of their own body weight and sometimes more. But it's dead. It's dead, dude. Isn't that crazy? Okay. Yeah. They have a team insert a needle into the spider's back, 
It says prosoma chamber and create a seal around the tip of the needle with a glob of superglue. Squeezing a, uh, a miniature amount of air through the syringe That's was weird. enough to activate the spider's That's legs, weird. thereby activating their, their legs almost instantly. Dude, that is so creepy. Mm. Yeah. I can't wait for that new Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's that could got, be an idea for he that. He has a needle on his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It says they could. Uh, there's a lot of tasks in place they could look into, repetitive tasks like sorting or moving objects around small scales, or even things like assembly of microelectronics. So that's they're kind of working on things like this. I don't know if they're going to use spiders for it, but I think the technology behind it, which is just crazy, man. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to reanimate a spider. I, I kind of like them. Well, it's weird to me when, is when you said necrobiotics. It's like they didn't see any robots parts to this. It's just they refilled it with liquid and then they manipulate. <laughs> yeah, they just re- manipulated. Yeah, they are, they are it. stretching the term biotics there a little bit, right? Yeah, I was thinking like, how do they get a computer that small to put on a well, spider? Maybe that's, well, robotics, but necrobiotics. So I don't think it has anything to do with robots. I know, but I'm, I'm biotics. Let me tell you something straight up, listeners. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a scientist. So when I think of necrobiotics, you were I, thinking of something with dead people and sick like, stuff, weren't you? Yeah, but it's like, oh, we just manipulated this thing to pick something up. It wasn't like we got it to walk again. So I guess baby steps, of course. Congratulations to Rice for. I'd be so pissed if I was their boss. I'd be like, you guys are supposed to be cleaning up this place, right? Instead, you're, you're playing with the trash on the floor. Yeah, you're, you're playing with the dead thing. Oh man, I'm trying to think what else they could possibly reanimate. Be really anything cockroaches anything, or something. Really. Oh. Yeah, I guess it has to have that that type of movement. I don't know if spiders are the only bugs that have that uh, that hydraulic system essentially in their yeah. bodies, but a lot of bugs curl up when they're dead. Yeah, I guess no one studied that up until now. I don't know. Well, no one it didn't really accomplish anything. Well, they said it could though. This is how research right. starts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, have you heard of this? Um, okay. The the cheese rolling contest that occurs yeah, over every year. I have heard. Of that. Okay, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's going to occur this next Monday. Uh, the 29th, and I'd seen this for years, you know, clips or whatever on like ESPN or whatever, these people running down this hill after this big glob of cheese. Don't they win something? I, I feel like they win the cheese or they win yeah, they something. Might, they, they got it. There's, probably, there's probably money involved in it too, but what this is, this is the Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Wake. It's an annual event that's held on the spring, spring bank holiday at Cooper's Hill near Gloucester in England. Okay, that was a lot of words I just said there, but it's an it's an English tradition. And basically what it is, it's this seven to nine pound cheese roll of Gloucester cheese that they send down a hill, which is 200 yards long, and competitors will start racing down, chasing after the, the cheese. The problem is, oh, the grade of the hill is very, very steep. And once these people start rolling, the injuries that occur are crazy. And the video of these watching these these people do it is is it's kind of funny because they end up tumbling, running down the hill, and it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, no, I remember seeing this, and what, it, what it, I'm putting a video up for our friends to watch. Uh, you can see the cheese roll down, uh, and these people are just eating it, eating it. And look what, how steep that hill is. Oh yeah, but what's what's amazing to me is this is something that like say you're dating some girl, and they're like, hey, do you want to come see my family, meet my family? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> And then you get there, and she's like, oh, I forgot. It's the Cooper Hill Cheese Day. And you're kind of like, oh, I wonder, what, what is that? And you go over to the town, you know, and like, yeah. it seems like a big deal. What are all these people doing? And then all of a sudden, they, one guy just comes out with a roll of cheese. Go get it, boys. <laughs> and then this is what happens. I'd be like, this isn't real. This yeah. isn't a real thing. Yeah, well, it made me think about, like, how did this even get started? And apparently there's two possible origin theories. Oh, that kid, that dude just his face. Yeah, it, it's brutal. It's brutal, but two two possible origins have been proposed. Uh, first, uh, first one is that it may have evolved from a requirement for maintaining grazing rights, and I'm not entirely sure what this has to do with grazing rights because grazing rights to me is the right for animals to roam freely upon some land to graze. But I guess if there was some sort of activity taking place on the land, they could thereby say we can maintain our grazing rights. That's one theory. Um, the second theory is there may have been pagan origins from the custom of rolling objects down the hill. It's thought that bundles of burning brushwood were rolled down the hill to represent the birth of the new year after winter. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm sorry. This guy's 
this guy's hauling. Yeah, yeah. So it's we're not entirely sure what the origin is, but it has become what it is today. So um, in 1982, a team of students from the University of Bristol filmed the thirty the the May 31st event, and that's kind of what set this off as like a big big deal. In 1993, though, 15 people were injured, and four of them seriously injured. And so in 2009, they, they, they canceled it. I mean, it went on like this for years, and over safety and health concerns, they said, look, we're, we're canceling this thing. But the problem was, in 2010, there were some rogue people who said, we're going to do this regardless. And they yeah. went rogue and did it on their own, and 500 people showed up to compete regardless, without the actual official sanction and no advertising or whatever. Yeah. People from all over the world come and do well, this. Well, that's what I'm saying. This just reminds me of something where it's like, this has been going on, and you have to be in on the know, and then it's like, yeah, you're that one guy that weekend you're in town, and you're like, oh, I'm visiting somebody. What the heck is this? Yeah. I, well, what's interesting about it is it's not just um, randos competing. This has become something that these people train for. And I'm looking at the, the the result list of winners over the years, and you'll see guys' names repeated three, four, five, six years in a row. Not that's that's not by coincidence. I mean, these guys are probably really good. And there's this one guy. I'm looking at his name, Chris Anderson. He won in 08, 09, 10, 11, 12. 15, 16, 17. So this guy's got it down. There's obviously some techniques. I think some of them attempt to roll to get down there quicker or whatever, but unbelievable the amount of injuries that can occur. So that's taking place May 31st. And I, I will report back afterwards to see who the winner is, see if Chris Anderson is able to. Yeah, good luck out there, guys. Yeah, see if he's the defending champ. Uh, yes, he is the defending champ. We'll see if Chris Anderson or second place Jamie Evans um, is able to take home the gold. And again, I don't know what they win. I don't. I don't know. The cheese. That's why I. You think, think if it's just for the cheese and the, or the prestige of saying. Well, I'm I think the I really think they get the cheese because I remember that being part of the story <laughs> where the, like the cheese is made locally or cheese. Is it is actually. And there's something in here. Uh, the cheese. I read that it's actually there's this this one family that makes the cheese yeah. and they've been making it since the 80s or whatever and that's their that's their thing. I don't even see it, but I just remember that was kind of like the part of the whole lore is it's like a local family participated and like encouraged it and yeah because I, I know there's a big old party afterwards like the whole town has a party yep it says the winners are given prizes of actual cheese yeah. <laughs> i don't know man it seems like the the juice isn't worth the squeeze on that one the injuries and whatnot but well that's because it's not your culture it's their culture andrew i suppose you're right so, i suppose you're right. i wonder if the king will be out there the new king just to watch oh, the right. <laughs> king that's, sausage fingers He'll go out there with his sword of mercy. Like <laughs> oh, it. sorry, old chap. I meant to use the sword of mercy there. I, I mean, accidentally I get, used I'm, the sword of justice. No, I think this My is apologies. It's a different class. He, <laughs> you don't he, you he, think he could be seen there? He can't be seen on dirt. Oh, yes. You don't think they'll prop up a nice uh, no. castle no. lawn chair for him? Maybe they'll take the, the stone of destiny out there for no. him. He can sit One on of his it. grandkids will participate, and he'll be like, I can't believe you're mixing with those people. <laughs> Oh, that's funny, man. Well, I'd love. Would you do it? No, really. I I thought you were the guy. Who, I'll do anything once, man. And this is the guy who no, went to like a like. I'll know. I know if I did that, I would break my collarbone oh, instantly. Yeah. And yeah. then, but I wouldn't know it then. It'd be like a year later. I'd be like, man, I just realized I'd never been able to reach above me anymore. That's weird. Wonder what I did. Oh, it's right. I rolled down a hill. No, I'm not, I wouldn't do that. I'd go watch for sure. I would be the guy yelling, like, let's go, go, go red. On the side. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't do it, man. I My knee would buckle. My yeah, femur would shoot out yeah. to the side. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. The thing is, if I were maybe like a 20-year-old, Andrew, maybe would have done it out of sheer stupidity. There is no way you could yeah. get me to do that. Four loco me up, baby. Yeah, <laughs> get a, four, a couple yeah. four locos in you. Let's go. Would you let's say hypothetically you were to do it? Would you would you try running down it, sliding down it? Or would you think you could do the roll? roll? Some of those guys get rolling and then they bounce, and that's when they hit their heads so yeah, hard. I don't know. I think it's luck. I think like eighty percent. But of it couldn't luck. be, man, because like I said, there's a lot of repeat champions. If it were luck, you'd have different guys every year, and well, there's a lot of competitors. Well, clearly, you have to create enough space at the very very beginning because it has to gives you because you don't want to roll into other people that slows you down. So the strategy would be right at the start, you try to stay up as long as possible, and then when you know you have that length, you get more speed by you can start rolling because there's no way you can keep the speed up upright because it's so steep. Yeah. You're, you're naturally going to try to, like, 
Yeah. You can't stop. So it's like, well, you remember the hill that they used to have in... Yeah. See, um, I already have a strategy. I would have won this every year. This would have been the easiest win. I'm just kidding. Was it in Minute Maid Park? They used to have that hill. Oh yeah, and they right? injured so many. So many people running. I mean, they were looking up to catch the ball in center field. If I don't you're not know familiar, why with they thought that was a good idea. Like, no kidding. I guess it was a throwback to a to an old stadium design, and obviously they removed it for some reason back then. But it was so bad to watch that's, those guys run, and they hit that hill looking up like for a the, pop fly or a, a ball out to center would, field, and they would. Eat I it. wish there was a stadium like the Polo Grounds still. Polo Grounds. What Polo Grounds? Uh, you ever seen the Polo Grounds, like one of the first stadiums for baseball? Mm-mm. Where it was so big that they didn't even have a wall for home runs. For home runs, it was just, just a, a line. It was a distance. <laughs> if it got out there, is good. Yeah, well, that's dude. pretty cool. Here, I'll show it to you because I think uh. that's where they played polo. Huh. And it was. Uh, was, it, was this the pre-steroid era or after steroid? No, era? this is this is back in. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, it was for ni- 1880 to 1963. But yeah, let me see if I can find like an actual diagram of it to show you. Yeah, because it was a huge field. I guess if you didn't have outfielders that catch the ball and just rolled all the way, that yeah. was considered a home run. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it was. Uh, I can't really find a good picture of it, but it's cool. All right. Well, we're going to end the show with uh, a little story here, a little upbeat story. Um, have you ever gone to like SeaWorld and seen the uh, the performers swimming with the dolphins and doing yeah. all this crazy stuff or going underwater with like. I've seen them drown. Yeah, I've seen some some pretty horrible things where the killer whales will push down the the performers and kill them and everything. Yeah, it's pretty pretty. pretty well, it reminds me of those like unruly dogs. And okay, because like you know some dogs just have like a trigger. Sure, and it's just yeah. like oh they're all playing. We're having... and then, yeah, yeah, and, and then they like, yeah. This isn't. good. It is still a wild animal, and you were definitely like, on their turf. Watching in the Tiger water. King, I was waiting for that. Oh. I was waiting like one of these tigers can just grab your leg, oh, yeah. pull you into their den, and you're done. Oh yeah, and well, let's just go Siegfried and Roy style on you now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or no, it bit, it bit his neck. That's what it yeah. did. Maybe we'll have to cover that in the story. So anyways, no, there is um, a, a place in Austin, or just north of Austin, here in Texas. It's a 150-acre Blue Hills Ranch Resort that provides a variety of animal excursions, including swim time with two adorable Asian small-clawed otters named Otto and Sweet Pea. Come on, you can't come up with a more original name than Otto for an otter. But these are cute little animals, and you're able to go in there and swim with these things. Well, apparently it's really, really popular. And they have a, the swimming excursion takes place in the otter's private bubbling jacuzzi. And visitors are given the unique chance to swim, play, and feed the otters. Isn't that cool? Would you go swimming with otters? No. No? I think I might swim with otters. I don't no. know that I want to swim in the sea with dolphins. Yeah, that kinda, that's kind of scary. Because those things are fast. What if swims behind and hits you right in the head with their, their nose or whatever? You're out. Done. These are little cute little furry animals, little otters, no. man. You wouldn't want to do it? No. 60 minutes like swim. I would never want to mess with koala bears. Uh, well, yeah, they, they got claws on them, man. They're super cute, well, right? They're otters. Yeah, but they're like this big. You can smack them if he gets them unruly. But this guy looks like he's got the game down. I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures. They know they're cute. They know they're getting fed, and they come up and swim next to you, and you give them your little treats. 60-minute swim only costs you $200, man. That's less than the Dave Matthews concert. I don't even want to be in the water for an hour with an otter. Why would I want, like, maybe for like five minutes and be like, get, get the Instagram picture, let's go, and then like. <laughs> yeah, man, apparently I, it's super popular. Like, can I pee in here? Uh, the otter does. I don't think he's going to care. Yeah. No, I, I think I might try it. Swim with an otter? I, I think I could do that. These pictures look adorable. He's holding I'd a little. Sw- I'd rather swim with my dog. They have cute little hands. They do little tricks. I'd rather with their just hands. swim with my dog. Yeah, it is kind of similar if you have a little dog. My dog hates water though. It's weird. I don't know. My dog does uh, swimming just because it's hot. It doesn't like swim for fun. It just kind of gets in, swims around in a circle, and gets out. It's well, like, at least he can get out, and that's important because sometimes the dogs will fall in and not know where to get in and out, and they swim around and yeah. to their. Well, on a somewhat related uh, story, Charmaine Dickerson made a trip to the um, Austin Zoo, and now she is considering a lawsuit. Oh, great. Because she went into one of these, oh, actually it was a Texas, Austin Aquarium, yeah, Austin Aquarium in Austin, Texas. And she went into one of those things where it allows you to interact with the animals, and this was one of those interaction with lemurs. Have you ever been into one of those aviaries or something like that where the birds fly around? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done that. And that's kind of weird because there's like birds flying around or maybe there's an iguana walking around. Well, this had small animals. And she said the second she walked in, a lemur jumps on her and bites her face. <laughs> it was like, get out of my house, man. And it's got pictures of her. She's bloody. Yeah. You don't have to show her. Her face is all yeah, bloody or whatever. Yeah, one of those whatever. faces that lemurs bites. That's, she had one of those faces. Yes. <laughs> You're talking about a punchable face. Yeah. This is a lemur-biteable lemur face. But she says that she signed up for an animal encounter 
and she got it, where she was told she could pet a lemur under supervision of a handler. And was a handler there? Probably right next to her. She said literally she walked in the door and the thing jumped on her and bit her. (laughs) (laughs) That's unfortunate. She says, I... Lemurs are pretty crazy looking. Have you, because I knew what a lemur was. I yeah, thought, they're they're pretty wicked. Yeah, they're pretty wicked. Yeah, she said it landed on her shoulder and it, it turned and bit her face. She said she just kind of looked down and what the heck? She got blood dripping from her face. And so now she is considering a lawsuit. I I think she needs to go swim with the otters instead. I bet you that otter wouldn't have done that. Now she ruined the whole thing for everybody. They're probably gonna close it down. Probably have to kill all the lemurs. That's you know, whenever then, they say that an animal gets taste of human blood, they yeah, gotta they gotta well, put it down. Now that poor lemur. We'll just call the robotic people and be like, hey, <laughs> we got these lemurs here that you. Can yes, have. there you go. They've been reanimated. <laughs> Little arms are flapping. Terrible. It is terrible. All right, Dick. That's this was fun, buddy. Um, I guess until next week, I got crazy more craziness going on, but. Uh, I oh, I, you know what I like is I see on on your rundown where we're going to talk about Netflix ending the mail, and then I I brought that up. Yeah, we'll, even... we'll talk about it next. There's a bunch of stuff on this run sheet we didn't get to, but yeah, one of them is next week. We'll probably talk about um, Netflix ending their their um, subscription, their mail-in subscription. Dick is what very you, upset about that. What do you think they're going to do with all the DVDs? Send them to, to third world country, just like they do with the the t-shirts. The t-shirts after someone doesn't win a championship. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I remember, like... There's a lot of New York Knicks 1990s championship no, shirts running around Bo- down there. When, when Blockbuster used to sell their DVDs, and they give you that crappy case. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, yeah, $5. I mean, that's what it's they There's, like, a little thin piece of plastic. I'm like, really? What they should do, they should do a mystery box, and you pay $25 plus shipping, and they just send you a mystery box. Whatever's in there. You, yeah. yeah, you'd watch it if it was a bad movie. And it's just the sleeve. We've already established this. Yeah, and it's like, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, remember, people, please be kind. Rewind. We'll see you next week.